Welcome to this week's episode of Sapere Ade. I am Aaron Johnson, along with my co-host Dylan Shoup. And uh, hello, hello. Yes, um, it has been a crazy week, uh, to say the least. Yeah. And I'm sure everyone has heard the news of the murder of George Floyd. You probably also already know that the four officers that murdered him are now in jail. Uh, Their bail was set at like a million or something like that. So if you haven't seen the video, basically, this cop, the the cops get called on on, uh, on George Floyd for, I guess he had a counterfeit 20, I suppose, that he was trying to use somewhere. And um, somehow, like someone started recording and you see uh, the officer, Derek Chauvin, with his knee on the back of George Floyd's neck for about nine minutes. And uh, this whole time, all the, all the people that are watching are, um, you know, they're, they're pleading with the cops, you know, get off of him. You're killing him. And Derek and, uh, and George even says, you know, you're killing me, man. They're going to kill me. I can't breathe. I want my mom, you know, like it was, I mean, it's just the most heartbreaking thing. And he sat on, his neck for like three minutes after he stopped even saying anything. So like he was, he was dead before the ambulance arrived and then they dragged his body up onto the, onto the gurney. And, uh, that was that. Um, so since then there have been widespread protests and some of those protests have turned to riots and people are angry. I mean, this stuff is, is, a it's an ongoing theme that we've talked about before police brutality. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's so rough. Yeah. So I, I think it's, I, I hesitate to say that it's different. It feels different and I hope it's different, but you know, I, I thought that after Ferguson, and the fallout from everything that happened with that, the things would change. And they pretty much didn't. And so now here we are, what, seven years later, right? Ferguson was in 2013. Is it really that um, long ago? I think so, if I remember correctly. Um, here we are years later, still dealing with the same shit. And if anything, it's it's gotten even worse since then. This, but this does. It feels different. Yeah, I hope um, it's like a Boston tea, tea party type, uh, type of situation here. You know, a turning point that that we can all look back on and be like, well, at least he didn't die in vain. You know, and there's so many of these victims. Yeah, there's so many of these victims that have died needlessly at the hands of police. If I could name a few, Eric Garner, uh, Philando Castile, Gary Willis, Kelly Thomas, Samuel Weaver, Vicky Weaver. Daniel Shaver, who they gunned down in a hallway. Duncan Lemp, who they killed in his sleep. Danny Leak, Frank Ordinez, Brianna Taylor, another person that they killed in her sleep. And now, finally, George Floyd. And, and we'd hope that something 
something would change, right? And thankfully, we've had the officers arrested, but you haven't seen the officer that uh, killed Brianna Taylor arrested. I don't even know if the, the body cam footage is out. Same for Duncan Lemp. I mean, it seems like the only way to make change is to actually, I mean, you can see why people are rioting. I mean, that if, if you don't make a big deal about it, cops are just going to brush it off and, and say, you know, these officers are totally right. And it's just, it's not going to, it's not going to fly with us anymore. I mean, I, I really hope, I really hope uh, this is, this is different this time. Yeah. Like you said, I agree. Yeah. So the, and talking about how officers don't ever get punished. I mean, the um, police officer that killed Eric Garner, he was, he's, he still hasn't been tried, but he remained a cop for five years after that. And it was only after it became too politically inconvenient for Bill de Blasio that he was finally fired. But he remained a cop for years after Eric Garner was murdered. Yeah, and these cops that murder with impunity, they get treated like this. Like I'm the 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 cop that killed Daniel Shaver, for instance, he was rehired by the department for a short period of time so he could get um get money for PTSD. Supposedly, I put air quotes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, he's he's still it's a it's a it was a pension, and he's still getting. What is it? Twenty five hundred dollars yeah, a month for a yeah, twenty five hundred medical retirement. Yeah. yeah, So he's. I mean, I don't know if he's basically retired at this point. He can be. He, I mean, it, this is what happens when you reward this behavior with that. I mean, it, it's only going to get worse. Yeah. So first, I think, I think one of the first catalysts to this, it was um, the fact that I mean. There, there are some, in some cases, uh, you can say there's a defense. I, I don't agree with the defense, but you could say in the case of the murder of Philando Castile, oh, well, he had a gun on him. That's bullshit, but like, okay, fine, he had a gun on him. In the case of Michael Brown, oh, Michael Brown fought the cop. In the case of uh, Eric Garner, he was fighting back. Of course, he was fighting back. He was getting choked. But, you know, you can say that in this case, I mean, this guy was literally on the ground. He was saying, I can't breathe. And those officers, that officer continued to kneel on his neck for almost nine fucking minutes. Like, and he, he wasn't resisting. He wasn't armed. There's literally no fucking defense for it. And that's why this feels different. It seems like more people are saying this, this was, this was a step too far. I mean, even some people who, were, you know, defending cops against people like, against like Michael Brown or Eric Garner. Even some of these people are finally like, okay, something is wrong here. Not, not, not as many, every single person should be standing against this. So it's still, there's still not enough people. Um, but it's more than some of the uh, previous times. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. If you're, if you're a cop, at this point, you should know that the words I can't breathe mean I can't breathe, right? They're not just saying that for attention. They're not just saying that so you'll let them go. They're saying that because you're fucking killing them. And I, I yeah, I mean, I, I, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, some of the excuses that I've heard, I found this funny meme. It's back the blue bingo. This is this is what you'll hear after after something goes awry with cops, you know just a bad apple 
but they didn't show the whole video. What happened before the video, you know? Oh, they feared for their lives. Oh, cops don't make the laws. They just enforce them. Shouldn't have resisted. Um, cops have families th- to go home to just doing their job, you know, and it can go on and on. I, I haven't even gotten through half the list yet. Uh, I mean, people just make excuses for cops and I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know at what point it, it like if you see this video and you make an excuse for the cops, like I don't, no. I don't see how like you, you are, you are so off the mark. <laughs> I, I don't know what else I can you say. Are- you are a textbook sociopath. Your inability to empathize with this person who was literally dying, laying on the ground, while four agents of the state were strangling him. Your inability to empathize with that person is your fault. It is your failure. Nobody else's. And it's not his failure for doing something illegal. It's not uh, the cops' failures for not being careful enough. No, they. it was a complete disregard. For that man's life. And for really the lives of anybody around him. Because they don't give a shit. And so like, like I said. So part of this. That feels different. One of the reasons is definitely. Because things are changing. You know this 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 feels different. This was, this was even more egregious. Than some of the past uh, examples. But then something else that's going on. So cops shooting. Or beating the shit out of protesters. Isn't anything new. Um, it's been happening for many, many, many decades. Um, but obviously we live in a, an age that is more connected than ever. And some of what's going on is absolutely atrocious. And people are seeing that more often than they usually are. And, and every single time I feel like I won't see something more disgusting, somehow I see something more disgusting. So, for example, you know, uh, last week it was just some cops – shooting tear gas at at peaceful protesters, not the looters, not the rioters. By the way, the cops are going after more protesters than they are going after actual looters. Most of the looters are doing whatever they fuck. It's only it's only the peaceful protesters that cops are going after for the most part. Um but they're they're like, you know, they'll beat peaceful protesters with batons. That's disgusting. And then I'll see, okay, well they're trapping people uh on the bridge next to a bridge, yeah, so they can throw tear gas in. That's disgusting. And then I saw a video today. It was I saw it today. It was posted yesterday. It was this guy who wasn't even a protester. He was just driving near one of the protests trying to get around. Um, he was sitting in traffic, and uh, cops shot a can of tear gas at his car. And so he gets out and starts screaming at him. And his, his wife, who's pregnant, is sitting in the passenger seat, and so when he's screaming at them not to shoot shit at his car, then they just start shooting uh, the the tear gas pellets at him. They just start shooting at him. And then he starts ricocheting off his car and hitting him. And it, it, I don't know if his wife's window is down, um, but it, if it is, certainly she got shot at least once or twice. I, I don't I don't think it was down, so I don't think she got hit. But, but the, the, in any case, like – Literally a guy who wasn't even in the protest who's just driving by getting shit shot at his car from cops with his pregnant wife in the car. That is fucking egregious. That is criminal. That is fucking criminal. Absolutely. Yeah, no, and it's like, yeah, what, what, how are we, okay guys, at the precinct, how are we going to respond to these, uh, to these police mi- misconduct protests, right? 
how are we going to respond to this? Oh, how about more police misconduct? I mean, one guy, how about one guy got shot in the, the face. I mean, there's plenty of people getting shot in the face with tear gas canisters, rubber bullets, and you can see the pictures of the wounds. They call them less lethal rounds, yeah. but they do damage. And in some cases, they kill. 12 people have already died, um, according to this New York Times article. 12 people have already died from this conflict countrywide. And, and like, thousands of people are already in jail. I think 6,000? Let me see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and one of the a, a reporter for the Guardian got shot in the eye, and she lost her eye, and she she won't be able to see. And she wasn't even there; she was just covering the protest as a member of the press. She got shot in the eye, and she'll never be able to see again. Excuse me, it's uh, nine thousand people have been arrested, but yeah, that's ridiculous. Her eyes just gone, and she's pressed like they're and they're treating journalists like yeah, like they're beating them just same as protesters. It's just kind of, it's crazy. You, I mean, you saw Trump supporting the Hong Kong protesters, and now he's, he's considering sending out U.S. troops on soil. I mean, we already have National Guard troops in like 29 states. Weren't they supposed to be fighting for our freedoms or something over in bumfuck Middle East? Okay. Who knows where the fuck they are? No one knows where the fuck they are. And then they come back and they're just like, all right, well. Uh, we basically don't have anything to do over there now, so we're just gonna fucking kill you guys now. And that's what happens when you put that much money into the military-industrial complex. It's eventually gonna be used against you. Anything that you use against your enemies will be used against you. And and I, I want to bring up a point because I've seen some people they're using it as grounds to criticize protesters to um to denounce the entire concept uh, entire concept of dissent um and really it's no better summarized than this this quote earlier today the Huntsville police chief said um it was an unauthorized protest against government here's the thing there is no such thing as unauthorized protest against the government our ability to gather to um protest anything to What's the word? Peaceably assemble. In the First Amendment. Assemble. Yeah. Our right to assemble. It's a protected right enshrined in our constitution. There is no such thing as a as an unauthorized protest. And so here's 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 an issue, and this is something I said the other day to someone on Twitter. If your if your idea of a protest is going to City Hall, getting a permit for your little march having police escort you around a predetermined route away from in, in low traffic areas, that's not a protest. That's a fucking joke. The whole point of protests is to disrupt daily life, is to get attention, is to poke people and say, look at the fuck, look at what everything's going on. And so if you're walking in suburbia with a police escort in, in, in a circle, that's that's nothing. That's not a protest. That's a fucking joke. And so these people, after... Uh, these and when I say these people, I mean anyone, both people of color, but then anyone who is sick of these types of literal human rights violations going on in this country at the hands of the, these agents of the state. Every single person out there walking, um, that's why they're out there to protest that, to call attention to that, because we're sick of this happening. And then some fucking moronic police chief says, "Well, it was unauthorized." Well, fuck you. That's not how it works. And that's the thing is that police don't care how it works. Largely, police don't give a damn 
about your rights or protecting your rights. And you see that, you've been seeing that every single day for the last week in cities all across the country, where rather than go after the looters Mm -hmm. and protect the protesters, it's pretty much attacking the protesters and ignoring the looters. And it's fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely is. I mean, and you saw in Minneapolis, people realized that they outnumbered these (laughs) these police. And, And of course... Like the whole freaking police department was over at that murderer's house protecting him. You can see a a picture. It's like a panoramic photo. They had to do like a panorama for this shit. There's like a shit ton of cops guarding this murderer outside of his house. And if those, if any of those are considered good cops, there are no good cops. And that's one of the reasons why they were able to burn down the police precinct is because they were all guarding a murderer. And it's so funny to me. And and you know what? Oh I don't God. condone. I, I don't. I'm not, not going to condone burning down a police department. But I'm also not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to say it's. It was unwarranted. In fact, fifty four percent of people think that burning of the police precinct was completely warranted. Here, here's my take on that. I I'm against destruction of private property, especially people who have done nothing absolutely like private like small property, small businesses yeah. in your city. Yeah, you you know, I'm not going to ever endorse looting. I'm going to denounce it. However, destruction of police precincts, of city buildings, of the cathedrals of this neoliberal society in which we live in that that stand for the very oppression in which these protests are supposed to be fighting against, burn them down. I don't honestly, I mean, I'll go on the record of saying, fuck yes, we mm-hmm. should burn down that police station. Fuck yes, we should burn down City Hall. As long as these fucking politicians and the cops who protect them are pressing citizens and individuals, fucking burn them down. And and, and it's it's funny that, um, it's funny you bring that up because just today at George Floyd's memorial, Al Sharpton gave a very fantastic eulogy. You know, regardless of what you think about Al Sharpton, he had um, a really good eulogy. But one of the things he he said that that stood out to me was, we don't have a problem denouncing looting, because that's something a lot of people say. Well, all these protests are just looters. Actually, no, very few of them are. And most people, I think almost anyone can agree that looting of private property and small businesses should absolutely be be denounced. It's bad. I think most people can agree with that. Um, we don't have a problem denouncing looting, but it seems like some in the justice system have a problem looking at a tape and doing what needs to be done. That's a loose quote. And that, that really stood out to me because a lot of people have seen the tape. A lot of people watched it happen. It's another thing, though, to, during this eulogy, have eight minutes and 46 seconds of silence, um, as Reverend Sharpton, Sharpton did today, to say, okay, there's the one officer who killed him, but then those three other officers stood there for eight minutes and 46 seconds and did nothing. And so we're going to stand here in silence in honor of George Floyd, and we're going to feel every second of that eight minutes and 46 seconds so we can all realize just how long of a time that is. So we can all realize that one of those cops, when he didn't stand up for the life of George Floyd, he was just as guilty as fucking Officer, what is it, Chauvin? I don't even know how to pronounce the fucker's name. I don't really care. Um he was just as guilty as the, as the guy leaning on his neck. Oh yeah, they they all were. They're all complicit in, complicit in that. And uh, and so many times you see that uh, where these okay the the cops that that most people would call good they they haven't seen them in their costume. They only know them as a friend 
uh, a neighbor, a family member. Well, guess what? <laughs> There's still a cop. There are other jobs in the world. There are other jobs that you can take that don't require shooting tear gas and rubber bullets at peaceful people. And 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 there there are I mean as far as the looting goes, the looting and the rioting, there are I've seen videos of cops smashing their own cop cars and other businesses. I don't know if you saw that video. I can't remember where it came out of, but these well, there's just so much. Yeah, dude. I I don't know. I don't even know it's true. It's all just really fucking insane. The number of either videos of cops destroying shit or cops literally standing next to looters while looters are breaking into stores in New York. Meanwhile, there's like a hundred cops a block over attacking protesters. It's it's fucking insane. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, can't can't protect private businesses, but can protect a murderer. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, and and there apparently there's like DC's getting pretty crazy too. Like Trump went into his bunker yeah. and turned the lights out. <laughs> and uh, oh, fucking and you know what? Trump finally put up his wall. It's just it's just not on the southern border. It's around the the White House. <laughs> it's around his own house. Oh. I just I want to give a quick shout out to uh, my boy Justin Amash and a heartfelt thank you to Representative Ayanna Presley because these two signed on to introduce a bill in the House to finally end qualified Hell immunity. Yeah. Qualified immunity being the the means by which cops are in in a number of senses immune to some of their crimes and civil rights violations, um, and the, the introduction and, and passing of such a bill would make it easier to sue cops and hold them accountable for their civil rights violations. And 100% I am on board and I am supportive of it. And I, I think it's beyond time. So I, I want to, and maybe you have something to add to this, but so I hear some people talking about what, what do we do to fix this? Um, so obviously as far as like racial tension goes, you know, we, we had an episode about racism a little while back. Um, that's in, important um but i'm not necessarily talking about the fix to racism and honestly you know there's so much to that i don't necessarily want to say about that as far as the police state what to do about the police state so here here are the few things i have and i'm sure you have a few so one end qualified immunity so that's a process that started two we have to make it legal to for citizens to defend themselves against cops if they if their lives are threatened i'm pretty sure i I want to say it was iowa or maybe Idaho. I I don't remember. It was an I state. Um, several years ago, they introduced such a bill to make it legal for citizens to defend themselves against cops. And of course, it didn't pass. But um, such a thought has been played with for a while. I mean, you if you are being beaten by a cop, if you stand up and try and protect yourself, it's Usually several charges, one of which is resisting arrest, the other one is going to be assaulting of an officer, and depending on how well you defend yourself, it may even be attempted murder. So th- there, there's a lot standing in the way between a citizen and their ability to protect themselves. And of course, the other one, I would say, um, go after police unions. Mm-hmm. So first, public unions are already a bad idea. But then uh, in addition to that, when a cop is getting sued, for police brutality, it shouldn't just be the 
the police department in City Hall that's on the hook. It, it should also 100% be the police union that's standing behind this officer trying to protect him. So, so it ne- do you need to go after the uh, checkbook of the of the people who are most powerful protecting these fucking scumbags? Um, so those are those are my three things. Uh, and there's you know just briefly, I don't you probably have something to add, I assume. Uh, yeah, that's a really really good list that I completely agree with. Definitely end qualified immunity. Police, I mean, people tease so-called sovereign citizens. But I think the real sovereign citizens are actually cops because they can really just do whatever they want and say that they were justified in it. Um, So, yeah, definitely end qualified immunity. Basically everything you said. Yeah. And then (laughs) and then I might even take it one step further and say privatize some police forces and let's see how it turns out. You know, I mean, we don't have to do all of them. You can just do it state by state. In fact, there's a thread I I retweeted yesterday or today. It's John. John Osterhout, and I think he makes a really good point. Imagine if George Floyd tried to spend a fake 20 at Disneyland and their security treated him like the government police did. That is so far-fetched and crazy a thought that we can scarcely imagine it happening at all. And he goes on and and uh, he basically explains the reasoning for privatizing police. And, and I mean, there's if when there's competition among police forces, you know, you'd, you'd feel like there's the best ones are going to at least come out on top. At least yeah. that's my thought. And that's, that's John's thought as well. And I, I commend him for his tweet. That's a good, good thread. Go look it up. So my, yeah. So I, I'm, I hope we don't make him mad. Cause I don't, I don't actually know how to pronounce his name, but Todd, uh, is it Hagopian? Yeah. Hagopian, yeah. Todd Hagopian. He had tweeted something like that. Privatize the police force. Could you imagine a private cop getting away with this? Um, it's going to be easier to hold them accountable. That That is something that definitely interests me. I, I understand. I definitely understand and empathize concerns. Like obviously private police force is a police force that can be bought hypothetically. And so, you know, I, I get, I get those concerns. I also understand that it almost in a way that seems counterintuitive, it absolutely is easier to hold them private companies accountable versus, versus public. And I remember something pretty close to home for us, the institution we went to school at, a Christian school here in Oklahoma, um, they had not too long ago a guidance counselor, not a guidance counselor, an admissions counselor, um, do a quote-unquote racist activity at one of the schools here during a recruiting event. And it did not take long for that guy to get his ass canned. However, at a place like OU, professors, especially tenured professors, can pretty much say whatever they want. And of course, as part of academic freedom, I'm, I'm going to agree and defer to the ability to, to say and argue what you want, especially in an institutional, um, an academic institution. But uh, there were some people on Twitter, um, a local rapper, JB, even said like, well, OC fires this guy in one day. Meanwhile, OU has like several racist professors on their payroll who aren't being fired. Well, that's because one's a public institution and one's not. And a public institution, they're open to a lot more, a lot different liabilities. There's going to be First Amendment implications for professors at a private institution. There is none of that. And, they, and stuff is able to run a lot more efficiently. And so, yeah, hypothetically, this would translate into policing as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I just like to raise a separate point. There are around 17,000 police stations in the United States. Um, so I'll just leave that information out there and 
listeners, you can <laughs> do with it what you want. Um, but people, people are saying, like, I'm starting to hear people say, if you want to fix this, uh, vote in November. For what? No. For who? Exactly. What? Yeah. It's so stupid. This is, this is, no. this is how, where has voting got us? And, and Trump, of course, is, <laughs> is calling these, it's, he's like, oh, this is anarchy. This is anarchy. No, this is what you call law and order. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you saw, but um, Donald Trump actually said, or maybe it was someone on his staff, but they're going to start start classifying anarchists as terrorists now. So uh, I'm not an anarchist. <laughs> if you're listening, I am. oh shoot, here we go. Um, yeah. So oh, God. so it's. Up is down, down is up. I don't know. Everything's crazy right now. But um, yeah, I mean, I think his main uh, goal is to really go after Antifa, um, who has gotten a lot of flack from the media and also protesters themselves, Black Lives Lives Matter protesters, um, because a lot of them are just being a little bit more rowdy than, uh, than they'd like. I mean, most people that, I mean, I went to a protest over the weekend. Most people were you know, they, they were wanting to keep it peaceful. Of course I went before sundown before they started tear gassing people. But like the, the, the worst thing I saw happen to a cop is we ended up at the jail and some guy threw his water bottle at the cop and splashed him with a little bit of water. And that's the worst thing I saw happen to a cop. And, and it's like, I don't know. I feel like. Here's a a fun fact about stuff happening to cops. So the federalist, I think yesterday, published something about how six cops have died in the last week. What they didn't tell you is that three or four of those cops died from either heart failure or flu-related issues. Wow. And they made it sound like all of them were being killed because of the because of protests. It's the war on cops. It's the war on cops. Protect so Blue Lives Matter. Blue Lives Matter. That's so... I mean, the, the reason Blue Lives Matter even exists, didn't that come into existence after Black Lives Matter? It's such an insult. And it's I, such an insult I don't know. to the movement. Oh, it's- oh and, and, and what's really funny, so here in Oklahoma City, the police headquarters downtown, I don't know if it's there now, but I saw I, when I was there a couple of years ago, there, there's a, a little sign out front that says that it's the uh, blue line American flag, and it says, we got your back blue or some shit sitting out, sitting out front. And I was like, the number of black people in this city that have been targeted and killed by this police department, which is among the highest in the entire country, we should point out, police violence, second only to St. Louis. Oklahoma City is in second. Um, you're gonna, you're going to poke Black Lives Matter in the face with your little fucking flag so that you're, you're, you feel a little bit better about your small dicks. Like, th- this is really what you're gonna do here? It's fucking ridiculous. And, and I feel like, there's the the people that are resisting this, you know, that, that look at this and they say, oh, well, sure, it's terrible that he died, but um, these rioters are out of control and we need to we need to get things under control because all these private businesses and all these people are getting their lives destroyed uh, just as a as a consequence of it. And I'm sh- and yeah, I agree. That's terrible. I'm not trying to excuse that. None of us are trying to excuse that behavior. But it seems like some of the exactly. some people just can't separate that from from uh, from the movement as a whole, and it, it's really sad and, and actually kind of maddening to to see people argue with you that 
when you really don't even disagree on anything, they're just giving you pushback because they see <laughs> they see brown people putting up a fight, and it it's just not it's. It's sad, but I, I feel like really, I really do feel like this is, this is different. And I've had a few of my uh, black friends say the same thing, that it feels different this time. And I really hope we can keep the momentum going. We can keep the pressure up and uh, we can really unite as, as a country, not around a political leader, but around ourselves and to really just be able to uh, enact change that way. And it's, it's already, we can already see the effects. I, I say next. Uh, we go after Breonna Taylor's killer killers, but oh, yeah, no. but I mean, of course, it's not my place to say uh, where this movement is headed next. But obviously, the the cops are in jail. I mean, where do you think it's headed next? The only thing I've seen is um people saying, you know, that's not enough. Like we need systemic change, and obviously that's true. In the meantime, obviously, it takes a while for legislation to get passed. Like, what's what's the what's the next goal? Do you think? Oh, that's a good question. So I don't, I, I think Breonna Taylor would make sense. So her, her 27th birthday would have been tomorrow, actually. Fun fact. And Bernice King actually just tweeted about that a couple hours ago. So this, this is a catalyst for, for more people paying attention to this, it seems like, and going after and holding these people accountable, such as, for example, you know, the, the killers of Breonna Taylor. That seems like a logical ne- next step. I would also hope on a, on a wider scale that this qualified immunity bill um, gets a lot of traction and gets passed. Um, and if it doesn't, that there are other reforms that are either being considered uh, and expanded upon. And then, so I, I will say the voting absolutely, uh, it's, it's not a fix. And at the very least, it's definitely not the fix. Um, even, and I think even most people who are saying go vote, I mean, even that, it's not the fix. It, at, at best, it's part of the fix. I will say if there's anyone you should be voting for, it's probably going to be your district attorney because they have a pretty significant, perhaps even disproportionate amount of power, uh, over the way in which they, uh, pursue punishment. So in this city, we have a, district attorney who's run unopposed for the last few elections. And he is also a complete hard ass, a complete scumbag. Um, so he, if he were to lose, that'd be lovely. And then I would say next, um, I would hope the protests don't stop. I mean, so I, if I, if you would ask me, I would say literally actually what we need to do is defund the police. Um, obviously if we ever got to the point where we were going to privatize anything, you know, I'm not saying defund everything 100% overnight. That's probably, that's unrealistic, but absolutely defund the police. I think, uh, who was it? Someone also just introduced a bill to, um, restrict Homeland Security, restrict the Department of Defense from giving military vehicles to police departments. I don't remember who introduced that bill, but that absolutely needs to pass. Military vehicles and weapons of war do not belong in the street. They're going to say that about citizens and their AR-15s. We 100% have to say that about cops and their fucking little tanks that they drive around in. Fucking here in Oklahoma City, just the other day, there were several armored vehicles from uh, the OKC area, Canadian County. I mean, completely unnecessary, completely ridiculous. And not only that, it completely escalated the situation because suddenly these people are armed for war. 
well, who are they fighting against? Obviously, it's the protesters. It completely changes and escalates the situation. Um, so that needs to stop. And then defunding police so that they can't afford such a militarized police force. I know in my hometown back in Beaver, there's like a fucking – our police station, and we don't even have that many cops. Our police station, I mean, they're armed with like AR, MP5s. Each car has, has a, a – I believe it's an M4 in it. And then, of course, uh, you see this in most police departments like Edmonds, Oklahoma City. Every single year it seems like they have new cars. So meanwhile, Oklahoma City can't afford, or Oklahoma State at least, can't afford PPE as we're dealing with a pandemic. But yet every single police police force in this state can afford a 2019 or a 2020 Dodge Charger. Like why, why do we need, why is there so much money going into this? It's, it's, all of that needs to change. Unfortunately, there's like, 50, I don't remember, it was 50 something across the political spectrum. So independents, Republicans and Democrats, a majority of people oppose defunding the police. I've, I don't, I didn't look at the specifics of that survey. If they said, if they qualified defunding police overnight, defunding police over time, defunding them partially, I don't know how they qualified the question. So it may be misleading, but I saw most people don't support defunding the police. And I, we need to change people's minds about that yeah. because absolutely they should. Yeah. Well, and as long as people are in the streets, I think, uh, I think it, I mean, as long as things are staying peaceful for the most part and businesses are being respected, um, I feel like we can, we can really get a lot of people to change their minds. And you can see a lot of people already have changed their minds just b- based on how big this thing has gotten. So can you hear Remy? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to let him in my room real quick. Cause. Remy. Hi, Remy. He says hi. He also says... Yum. Can I come see Remy after this? Yes, definitely do. We actually just got our uh, apartment pretty much set up yesterday, so... All right, well, we've probably exhausted this issue for, for this week, so we'll call it quits. Next week, very, very special episode. Probably our biggest guest to date, also only our third guest to date which I think is actually kind of significant. So I mentioned earlier, Todd Hagopian. Todd Father. As you, yeah. <laughs> you probably know him as Libertarian in Chief on Twitter. Uh, he will be joining us. He's a very prominent figure in the Libertarian Party, a Libertarian activist. He's also, and I'm pretty sure this is the only reason he agreed to come on our show, is a candidate for the 2020 Oklahoma Corporation Commission. So this will be fun. He will be joining us next week. Until then, follow us on Twitter, SuperiorDayPod, or email us, SuperiorDayPod at gmail.com. We'll also, we want to include some questions from people to ask Todd, so we'll tweet something out. So tweet us stuff, email us stuff. And until then, we will see you. Well, and I just I just want to say, uh, for any people of color listening, definitely also give us your input, how we can be better allies, how we could... Uh, affect change better for sure yeah sorry i just wanted to add that no 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 100 percent. that's that's great um especially yeah our our other type of episode about racism it kind of focused on i feel like in the libertarian party it really gets swept under the rug so not and not, i guess not swept under the rug like people don't want to talk about it it's just people just don't talk about it in my experience um with the libertarian party so anyway uh until next week we'll see you then thanks guys 
Sapere Ade is a production from Gallium for fun for future. Hosted by me, Aaron Johnson. And me, Dylan Shoup. See you again next time.